0: Hello, thank you for tuning in today. Just want to let you know before we get started that the views expressed here within this particular episode uh, in no way should be used as a replacement for mental health support. Uh, It's for educational purposes only, and I believe that it will be a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us, and let's get right into the show. Hello, welcome to Table Talk. I'm your host, Alvis Williams, and I just want to thank you for joining us today via podcast internet radio. Today we are continuing our series, Saved But Depressed, part two of a three-part series. And I am just excited because we have a special guest all the way from Baltimore, Maryland, out of also Atlanta, Georgia, no other than herself, Akai McCoy, mental health professional. Today she will be coming and speaking to us And uh, I'm just excited to have her because she just doesn't speak just from a place of knowledge, but she also speaks from a place of experience. And I just wanna thank her for joining us today. Just a little bit about Akai McCoy. She is a United States Army veteran who received her undergraduate degree and masters in social work from the University of Kentucky. She now has eight years of social work and clinical experience working in settings uh, such as child protective services, a rape crisis center, residential drug treatment center for women, therapeutic foster care, and outpatient mental health clinic as well. Um, foundation and values are built on Christian faith. Uh, she contributes her resilience and perseverance to her belief in God and Savior, Jesus Christ. She is a self-published author of two books titled Mission Uncomfortable and My Purpose Then and Now. And you can also go get those and pick those up at amazon.com. She's also the sole owner of Life Counseling Transitioning LLC that was established in 2015. But we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And we're back and we're going to continue right where we left off. And we were talking about how it's okay to reach out, to refer out to those who are um, mental health professionals, be it in the secular realm or in the Christian uh, realm, um, to reach out and to consult help. In this particular episode, we're talking about clergymen and, and pastors in house. A lot of times, pastors are leading depressed and how it's important that they understand that it's okay to reach out, it's okay to seek help outside of where you're at. Also, we're going to be hitting on three different topics. Those topics that we we are going to uh, be discussing is number one is leading depressed um, and mask depression. And, and how does that look? And number two, who can pastors turn to? Who can they turn to? Number three, what can pastors do to maintain a healthy balance? I think it's important that as pastors that we understand that the strength of a man isn't just found in what he can do but it's also found in knowing and accepting what he can't do. So we're gonna go ahead and get right into it. So without further ado, I give you no other than Miss Akami McCoy. Miss McCoy, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. How are you? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: We're just excited to have you today. Like I was telling the audience, I know you just have an extensive background in this, but I love it because you're not just speaking from a place of knowledge, but you're also speaking from a place of experience as well. Um, and and I, I just love that. Um, so our first topic here, um, and just first of all, is there anything that you just want to say to the audience before we get started?
1: Yes, yeah, the the main thing is that everything I'm doing right now is for the glory of God, and there's yes. no way I can't do anything without him. So that's how I go on day-to-day, moment-by-moment. Moment. So that's all him. So And I'm great,
0: grateful. Great. great. So our first bullet point is pastors leading the press of mass depression. How does that look? I mean, how as a member of a church, as a lay pastor of a church, what signs maybe should the congregation or the leadership within a church actually look for if pastors are leading depressed the and there's mass depression, um, what signs
1: should we be looking for? Most of the time when you see everybody that's on a pastor's team, those who are closest to him will notice that when there a pastor is, you know, on the pulpit, giving his sermon, it's what happens after that because most of the time they are pouring out to, to others and mm-hmm. you'll see that they are very tired. Um, mm-hmm. They don't eat well. And They Mm -hmm. are, it's like little to no energy, and they, a lot of times, don't do any outside of pastoring. They just pretty much are stuck to themselves because they're depleted, because you have to literally get filled back up once you pour out. Mm -hmm. And so if you, those who are closest to them, notice that they're kind of very irritable, they are Mm -hmm. snappy, they just literally seem like they have no energy whatsoever and they are not showing or maybe not connecting to anyone outside of that church, that is a sign of somebody that is dealing with depression and they don't speak about it necessarily. But and they'll they'll probably say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But in reality it's obvious when you look at them. But mostly only those who are closest to them in the home or on the team will take notice of that.
0: Wow. So it's very important that we as leaders and even uh, members uh, that we're very cognitive when it comes to this, that we are aware and that we're not just there um, to just receive a word, but we're also there to ensure that our leader, our pastor, that good in, in the spiritual aspect, but also he's good in the physical aspect, the mental health aspect as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, that just makes so much. And I know I that you hit on um, that. Is just like also feeling just irritable and being quick and and would that be like quick and snappy as well? Uh, very yes.
1: Simple. Yes.
0: Okay. Whatever
1: they they whenever they respond to somebody is either short, meaning they're not saying much at all, or it's like um is is one word, just a response. Did you do gotcha. such and such? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like but they're irritable. They're feeling irritable. Um, because somebody is constantly bothering them or telling them what they should do and, and things like that. But really it's because they are they don't have the energy. And those yes. that have little energy usually come off that way. And then people that are constantly saying, what's wrong? Is there something? What's wrong? that That makes it worse. So True. sometimes you can take notice of those things and find a way to lighten the load. Because some people that are dealing with depression, especially pastors, think that they have to do everything themselves. Um, they have to do everything themselves, and not only that, they are sometimes striving for perfectionism. They, everything has to be perfect, and they don't they don't want to relinquish control over to other people because they don't think it's going to get done well. So to have this expectation of themselves that everything they have to be perfect, and they have to be perfect in front of other people. So if they have to be perfect in front of their congregation, but they don't have to be perfect in front of you, you like their family or their team, because True. you get it. You know you understand what's going on. But in reality, it should be the same whether they're in front of other people or in front of their family. It should be the same. But they don't see it that way because they think they have to be a certain way in front of their congregation.
0: True. So learning how to delegate. Yes. A lot of pressure, a lot of stress within itself. Right. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture where it says that anxiety built up in the heart of a man causes depression, um, and and a lot of that anxiety comes from uh, the weight of expectation. Yeah. As a pastor, you want to ensure that what God is saying is being delivered in a fashion that it's uh, it's understood. And because there is a weight that comes along with that. Like I tell people, a lot of times it's not just uh, anxiety isn't always, you know, I'm a bad thing. It's just the way of expectation. So
1: Yes. And, anyway. and here's the other thing that um, I want people to understand. There's this phrase called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is where somebody has two ideas that kind of bump into each other. And that gives us that depressed feeling. And that is, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, somebody's thinking on the one hand, um, smoking is unhealthy. and But on the other hand, they're saying, I smoke every day. So you got two <laughs> different things going, and they bump into each other, and that equals the dissonance. So for somebody maybe like a pastor, depression is a sin, and I should not um, have depression. And then on the other hand, they're thinking, um, I'm a Christian, so I shouldn't be depressed, you know. So you're bumping into the two of them, and that right there causes a dissonance in, their, in our spirit. So if we believe that, we believe that having depression, if we believe it, that it has depression is a sin and I'm a Christian and I shouldn't be depressed, then you're going to have a problem. So it's the thinking that's behind it because people tend to think that just because they're pastors that they don't have, their life should be a certain way and that they should not have faults and they should not sin or anything like that. But those are how we we view it, how society views it. But a pastor can be thinking that also. So he has to pretty much unlearn these unhealthy thoughts. It's like restructure that maladaptive thinking. And if mm-hmm. you don't do that, then you want to put undue stress on your own self wow. because you're, you're believing that. All feelings are derived from some type of thought or belief that we have or a story that we're telling ourselves. Sure. So if you're telling yourself that lie, <laughs> then of course you're going to have that issue. So I always tell people Two things can be going on: truth or false. When I, I I literally challenge every thought that is giving me a negative emotion, is that wow. true that's that's, or is that so false? <laughs> if it's not every thought, it's like you put it on trial. I literally put stuff on trial when when I'm finding that I'm having a hard time shaking a negative emotion. So put it on trial. Whatever, every challenge, every thought that comes into the mind that's causing that negative feeling. Is it true or is it false? If it's false, you throw it out. There's nothing else to do with it. You know, so make the statement, say, hmm, um, that's not true. So if it's not true, I can't do nothing with that. Just be done with it, you know. And then move on to the next thing. Whenever there's a negative emotion that we feel in our body, that means mm. we're focused on something. And I yes. say literally, act like you have a remote control in your hand. If True. you don't like the emotion that you're feeling, switch the channel. Stop focusing <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's switch so the channel. Good. That's good. And then put your thoughts on something that will bring joy, bring peace to you and it, it literally is I know it's hard work for a lot of people to do that because they they mm-hmm. want to keep staring at that thing, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like they can't let it go well I can't let know you can you could just switch the channel and but you gotta have something else to put your mind on well the scriptures so. actually
0: uh verifies that it says, think on those things which are holy which are which are pure which are good, which are righteous that oh, you are to absolutely. put on my. Set our affections on things above and not on things below uh that, that's so that's so good that was just that spoke so many volumes uh so who can they turn to as a pastor uh let's say you have a pastor and he's and he's struggling uh with this and this depressive state of 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 mind and mentality and like like you, you were talking about these negative thoughts who can they turn to
1: to another counselor? Everybody wow. has to have accountability partner, or somebody, and then you take that to counsel. And there, I know there's a scripture that says those who turn to counsel, it feeds yes. their spirit. So you have to, mm-hmm. everybody has to turn to a counsel. Therapists should go to other therapists because this is, a, this is an emotional, challenging feat that we take on. A pastor's taking on a lot so if they're sure. taking on a lot of other people they have to have to they're empty they go get filled sure. by other counselors so it could mm-hmm. be a mental health professional it would be preferable that they go to someone that is in the faith and and sure. I'm only saying that because you know they can be fed with the word of god and that's how mm-hmm. they get filled but if they decide to do someone a secular fine still because the person in the secular field, they should not be giving them anything other than what they are, you know, what they are looking for. So sure. they do need to go to counsel. They should be seeing somebody as well, whether it's sure. in their, in their church or in the mental health field. And sure. that's why I said it's so important for him to know that they do that. But sometimes pride gets in the way. True. And they feel like True. they're not there. They're supposed to only go to God. God has people there for you. Yes, True. take it to God first because then mm-hmm. you give it to Him first, but then He will direct you to that person that is going to help you. Because, like I said, all things work to the glory of God, right? So, exactly. And, and it's going
0: about what you said, um, there's safety in a multitude of people who you can confide in, uh, people who yes. you trust. that There's safety in that one thing I've learned as far as the overcoming the pride, um, the best way to overcome that is with trust, like you have to trust somebody that know that it's okay as a pastor it's okay, you can take off your cape, you can take off your boots, you don't have to be superman. It's okay to be human. Um, God created us as human beings, not human doers. It's okay. You don't have to be always gone, but uh, take a Sabbath, take a rest, it's okay to rest, it's okay to take some downtime. And I've learned Uh, as in ministry and as ministers, I actually had a pastor tell me one time, an uh, older uh, pastor tell me, says, uh, he says he'll never uh, uh, present to his congregation that he's weak. You know, and I'm like, wow. Like, so, and it's so like,
1: yeah. so,
0: you know, but the scripture totally is against that because the scripture tells us that um, the battle is not getting to the swift, nor the strong, but those who endure to the end. And uh, and and God wants us here. Uh, we have a work to do. We have, uh, you know, we He has to be glorified in the earth. And the only way that's going to happen is through believers in the earth. So, yes. uh So moving on to the next question is, what can pastors do to maintain a healthy balance? Um, what can clergymen do to maintain that
1: healthy balance? Number one, sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep <laughs> yeah. because you. You have to. That's how we refuel. Driving a car without no gas, the car's going to stop. Sleep <laughs> is so necessary. And not just um, sleep where you sleep maybe a half hour, because what I'm noticing with a lot of um, people that are high anxiety or dealing with depression, they're not sleeping. So not, when you sleep, you got to set the environment up for the sleep. If there's um, – you don't go to bed, in your room, your room should be a sacred space. Your bed, where your bedroom should be a sacred space. So it shouldn't be things that can um, constantly keep your mind awake. So TV shouldn't be in there. Cell phone mm-hmm. shouldn't go with you. None of those things. It should be the environment should be set up for that. And then the other thing is proper nourishment. And let me say, sleep and water. One Mm. of the things that most people don't even realize is most of us walk around dehydrated. And, of course, oxygen is needed to get to the brain, and the only way it's going to do that is through the water. So if you don't have enough water in your body, you're going to feel depleted. You're going to feel depressed because the body is not getting what it needs. So having the water and getting the sleep, and I'm talking about um, uninterrupted sleep, Because that's breaking, you know, sleep an hour up an hour, sleep an hour with the true actual sleep. And then, of course, the proper nourishment. Sometimes we go to bed with a full stomach of stuff that shouldn't even be there. And that's going to keep that brain still moving. Because some some passes, I can imagine them taking all of the day's problems with them into the bedroom. And that's not where it should be done. So you have to start mentally preparing your body to rest. So whatever sure. you do before you go into that room, get rid of it, let it, leave it outside the bedroom and then go into the bedroom and then prepare your body and mind to rest. No light, Left. no worries about the phone and the phone going off and none of that kind of stuff, but prepare it for a sacred space to rest because nobody is going to be good for anybody if their body does not get that, period. Sure. You, you're you not going to be effective in any way. And yeah. so the other thing is time alone. Every pastor needs his alone time. No one in, in their space to allow the Lord to minister to them. So alone yeah. time is important. It's sacred time. Whether they, if they're a morning person, then they need to do it in the morning before anybody gets up. If they're a night person, then they do it in the evening. But either way, Alone time is necessary for every single person. And, mm-hmm. just, you know, and people need to be, boundaries need to be set that don't interrupt him during that time. And then stillness. Mm-hmm. Be still. Be mm-hmm. still. Just be still. Nothing mm-hmm. going on. Because you can't hear from God if you're running your mouth. If there's mm-hmm. noise in the background, you can't hear from him. Mm. So, trying properly time with um so real true socializing with someone you know hanging out, doing things that make you laugh, make you laugh, make you bust the gut, running you just laughing, and stuff like that because that helps with that, and understanding that you you're not in control of anything else outside of your body, you're not in control, you're only in control of how you respond to everybody else, you're not in control of whether or not somebody one of your um parishioners. Um, doesn't do the right thing or doesn't take what you said and use it that's that, that's not your problem. True. Feed feed your sheep and let the Lord do the rest.
0: <laughs> well that's the and that's the the main responsibility that he gave um, you know, the pastors and we know that because when Jesus comes back and he reconciles Peter to himself and he says, Peter, you love me and, and and he says, Yeah he said, But do you love me more than these and he said, "Yes, Lord." He said, "Then feed my sheep." Um, exactly. Yeah. So that was the that was the um, instruction that he gave uh, to Peter. Feed my sheep. If you feed them, the word will lead them. And, and yes. That's not the That's not the sound arithmetic and rhyme, but um, that's one thing I've noticed that if, if you feed them, the word itself will lead them. And um, I'd say you, you've spoken so much, Mr. Core. We appreciate you so much. Um, oh, my pleasure. It's just such a, I mean, such a mouthful. I believe that it was so helpful. So my purpose then and now, and Mission Uncomfortable are the books that are written by Miss Miss McCoy. I want to encourage everyone um, go on Amazon.com uh, and definitely purchase that. Also, I would encourage you to go to YouTube uh, and look up her uh, video. Um, I'm telling you, if that's A-K-I-A-M-I-M-C-C-O-Y, and that's uh, Academy McCoy, go and look at the uh, YouTube, the testimonial, it's just, it will really encourage you. Um, but, Miss McCoy, we thank you, we definitely appreciate you here at Table Talk. You've been such a blessing to us with your, your words of wisdom and your insight. I mean, it's just, it's so much that was spoken today that, that was just so helpful. Um, I'm so thankful. Uh for the lord uh for using you today i i read, actually read in your bio that uh you just want to be a servant to others and truly today you just exemplified that today so, thank ahead.
1: you for having me i you know this is not um something that i'm used to because whether people believe it or not i like to kind of stay in the background so <laughs> but it's you know but i i realized too that's why mission uncomfortable was one of those things i i was not in my comfort zone to to, um, to speak the word. I wasn't, you know, bold enough to do that. And so that's why what I do is based in um, scripture. Everything that I do is based in scripture, whether I know which scripture it was. I just know I read it so much that it's that's where it's coming from. And that's one right. of the scriptures that um I lean on is nothing is better for a man than he should eat and drink that his soul should enjoy good in his labor, you know. That's in Ecclesiastes 2.24. So, you know, that's why it is important that we eat of the word in order for us to be able to do this, because this is not for me. This is not for me. And when I wrote those books, they were not – I had to read my own book and realize, oh, my gosh, that that was strictly from God, because having things in there, it is. It's getting out of your comfort zone. So thank you mr williams for um let me be a part of this and um i truly appreciate your podcast you know i'm just learning it and learning how to you know kind of get through navigate through it but i appreciate your podcast as well so thank you again
0: oh well, thank allow you allow me to
1: be a part of this
0: thank you so much we jo- we enjoyed you so much also our listening audience can reach you w you know www.life slash counselor slash com. that's a business page website correct
1: Yes, that's correct. That is uh, for people. I mean, and that's where a lot of, I put some of my videos too. So sometimes people okay. can't necessarily find me any other place, but you can always find me on, on there and it will lead you to the other things, Okay. Videos okay. and stuff.
0: Well, yeah. we thank you. Uh, it was such an honor to be able to just interview you and, and you speak to our audience. Is there one last word that you would like to say to our audience before we close up?
1: Just eat of his word, just eat of his word. If you don't want to starve, eat of his word. We true. we talk to, he talks to us through his word. We talk to him in prayer. You wow. can't have one without the other. <laughs> you want to be fed and nourished. That's where you're going to get it from. Everything else is a plus.
0: True, true. Well, we thank you so much for being a part of Table Talk uh, today just bless you in the name of the lord and pray over all of your endeavors and just whatever it is that uh, the lord has for you that you would fully continue to walk into that but here at table talk remember we don't make assumptions we make conversation. go out and be blessed but more importantly be the blessing god bless amen
1: I said